You're listening to a curated podcast from the Beyond Infinity radio program broadcast live on Tuesdays from 11am from our Mornington studios in Victoria, Australia. Presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. Okay, so now let's get into our science and technology news for the week. A big week, potentially. We're going to find out later tonight because Apple's going to announce its its latest financial results. Mm -hmm. But there are analysts around the world who are saying that it could be the first company uh, to crack the $1 trillion US Mm -hmm. valuation, which Mm -hmm. is insane. Amazon is not far behind. And just running through some of the valuations on these companies because it's amazing. So Apple's approximately about 940 billion US dollars mm-hmm. in market cap at the moment. Uh, Amazon has been into the 900s, but at the moment is about um, 882 billion. I'm sort of not looking at the latest figures. I think these are about a day or so old. Uh, Microsoft is up there. It's on 827 billion uh, recent times and Alphabet, Google, um, 886 billion. So four companies all approaching the trillion dollar mark. Yeah. That's not to mention the like of likes of Tencent and Alibaba, the big internet mm-hmm. giant from China they're up there as well so it is a huge concentration of value in a relatively small handful of stocks but there are people who are suggesting that Apple's valuation is actually conservative and that is because it's price to earnings ratio stands at about 18 or 18.62 that is underperforming the S&P average of 20.86 price to earnings Mm -hmm. ratio so there are people who are actually arguing that, that there could be significant upside for Apple still to see. Mm-hmm. It's turned out, you know, they, they charged a fortune for the, the iPhone X, the 10th anniversary edition, mm-hmm. but it looks like that paid off because, uh, you know, they've char- they probably overcharged by 100 US dollars per unit yep. and that just went into margin. So uh, gonna, look, it looks like be, that's paid off. It for will them. be a bit of a test for them in the next few years, though, I think, because with um, other stronger phones being created, developed by Google itself yep. or Samsung, yep. uh, there are many users that are looking at alternate phones. So, Apple does need to keep innovating, which they have done very, very well um, over the last you know three decades. Uh, but they they really need to bring out some new products that uh, are just not necessarily easily available on the other devices that are that are available, say an Android device, for example. Yeah, if there was an economic collapse, they think the tech sector would still be a good place to have investment, and that's because. You know, if companies have to cut costs, fire people, they'll invest in technologies that that move towards automation that can replace their labor costs. So uh, unfortunate for employees, but good for those tech stocks. That's that's according to one school of thought. But interesting to follow Amazon because Amazon has been doing incredibly well. As I said, that they cracked um, the $900 billion in market cap valuation just in the last week and then fell back a bit to sort of high 800s. They are tipped also to continue that sort of steady increase and crack the trillion dollar mark so keep an eye out on what happens with uh, apple in the next 24 hours though following their financial disclosures and performance results now moving on and related story facebook one of those fangs facebook amazon netflix google bunch of companies they have had a very bad week in fact the biggest fall in history for a u.s listed company they dropped 120 billion dollars this followed some bad news, I guess, as you were saying to me off air, that it's it's also their results. So it looks like mm. there's a peaking of their advertising revenue mm-hmm. and that it sort of can only go so far. But, you know, look, as, as some people are saying that, you know, so many people are so addicted to using Facebook and there's so much data stored by, you know, two and a half billion people. Mm-hmm. So it's about half the world's population that are of adult age with access to the internet yeah. or more. You know, you just can't see that drying up and sort of disappearing. Look, if we, if we all really cared about our privacy, we probably wouldn't even be using Facebook. 
Facebook in the first yeah. place. And I mean, sure. like there's there's a care about privacy, and mm. we there there's certain expectations. Mm. But the the people that actually really think that we should have strict privacy conditions, that's a really small percentage. So that that's a very a blip on the Facebook radar. And the majority of people are just they've given up their data and they don't care. Yep. But nevertheless, it was a very very big fall. I think it amounted to about twenty percent. It has relegated, if you like, the market cap down to about the five hundred billion US dollar level for Facebook, so well out of that, that exclusive club that are approaching trillion dollars in valuation. Just wanted to add in there as well that mm. Twitter saw a bit of a drop. So this was the day after the drop we saw from Facebook. Right. It was basically reported that due to a decline in monthly users, the market then responded, the market value dropped by about six billion US dollars. And that represented about a twenty percent drop, twenty point five percent drop. Essentially Twitter is is a haven for uh, hate, abuse, and trolls. I'm not saying that's the whole of Twitter, but yep. there is there are people uh, who use it that way. That way, mm. and uh, Twitter has come out and many times over the last few years have said we want to clean it up, we want to get rid of that. It should be a safer, better place, and they are working towards cleaning it up. And due to that part of that due to that cleanup is a drop in the number of users and when the market sees the drop in users they think that obviously the revenue is not going to be there uh, even though it's a, probably a better place now slightly better place because of the trolls and the bots and things being banned and, and going the market's still responding and saying well hang on there's less users so it's pretty uh, marginal though I mean yeah. the most people who use Twitter do the right thing so uh, look the majority of course but mm. uh, it's, it is easy to see I mean we've seen with the Cambridge Analytica scandal it exposed sort of the Russian bot Mm. hundreds of thousands of bots working together to spread spread a message so it is about you know shutting those down mm. yeah, hopefully well, over time we do see a cleaner social network look I don't know what that looks like because then you're asking the social networks to actually sort of monitor every tweet and give up a big chunk of their business that's right yeah mm. so look time will tell I think they will recover it just might be 6 to 12 months well yeah. Twitter we, we covered it last week on the news but uh, Crimson Hexagon that weirdly named mm-hmm. data mining business they had paid for premium access to the fire hose so yep. they, and they and I think that accumulated a, a database of a trillion tweets mm-hmm. which they could then mine for data and find out about users and target advertising and all that sort of stuff so you know same kind of stuff has been happening to Twitter or it hasn't received quite the bad publicity that Facebook has in that respect if you happen to be awake at about five o'clock in the morning last Saturday in Australian Eastern time uh, then you would have had a chance to see a, a pretty rare event it was this century's longest total lunar eclipse they call it a blood red moon and that is because it happens when uh, earth takes position in a straight line between the moon and the sun and uh, the moon travels in a similar position to the every month but the tilt of its orbit means it normally passes above or below the earth's shadow but on saturday morning it went right through the middle of the shadow the deepest part the umbra Mm -hmm. and so we had uh, i think it was about uh, one and three quarter hours of so-called totality this was seen all around the world except unfortunately for people in north america mm-hmm. but australia was uh, we were lucky people unfortunately in england i believe in london they uh, it was overcast skies it often <laughs> is over there it rains a bit and they had to uh, sort of sing songs to sort of console themselves <laughs> that they weren't able to see this this celestial event that they'd uh, been waiting for it was spectacular i got up uh, at five o'clock in the morning and had a good look and uh, it was this just this perfect full moon but red and this golden color i, I missed it but i've seen some of the photography and it, it is amazing yeah. Yeah. yeah, when the Earth's atmosphere scatters blue light from the sun 
while refracting or bending red light onto the moon. And that gives it the rosy blush mm. that we saw. I actually saw one early this year. I think there was another one, I think at the very end of January or early February, mm -hmm. there was a uh, another one of these total lunar eclipses and they're, they're really spectacular yeah. things to look at. And the one that we just experienced last Saturday morning was the best that you're going to see this century. So and basically anyone who's alive now, you won't see another one in your life. It also had Mars very close as well and very uh, very bright. That's so right. it was quite a celestial event. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Now Mars is the closest it's been for ages and there will be a story about that, about Mars appearing on our website. We'll probably broadcast the next couple of weeks, but that's a pre-record, so you have to sort of wait for that one. Keep an eye on our, our website, beyondinfinity.com.au. Just finally, a couple of uh, quick stories from me before I hand it over to John. Boeing has been developing a spacecraft to get humans up into space because if, uh, if you followed this at all, since the space shuttle has retired, America has relied on the Russians to get astronauts up to the International Space Station and at a cost of 80 million US dollars per seat. So they're pretty keen to get their own method of, of transporting humans up into space going again. Mm -hmm. There's the private sector. SpaceX is developing its Dragon capsule. Blue Origin is also working on this same sort of technology to get people up into, into orbit. And Boeing also has big, a big contract with NASA to develop the Orion system, which is going to use the SLS rocket, the Space Launch System, the next big heavy lift rocket that's been developed for NASA. They have had some problems. The escape system, the launch escape system, which is the way that if there's a problem during the launch, they can actually separate the crew capsule from the top of the rocket and take it away safely, which is what they used to do on the Saturn moon rocket. They had the same sort of system. Well, that has experienced some problems, some technical problems, fuel leaks, I believe, and that is causing delays. There were even problems with that uh, escape capsule tumbling as well, which could have been uh, very dangerous for anyone who happened to be on board. That multi-billion dollar contract is still there, but it looks like there's going to be delays. And the problem is that I think the contracts which, which NASA has with the Russians to get people up to the International Space Station go through only till early 2020. And it was always assumed that after that, they'd have their own means of getting their own mm -hmm. people up there with their own technology, with their own rockets. That may be delayed, in which case, uh, theoretically, America wouldn't have a way of getting their own astronauts to the International Space Station, which they spend $100 billion building, yeah. along with um, European and Russian partners. So... Uh, potentially a bit of a problem there. Let's hope they get wor that worked out because it is sad to see America, that country which uh, prides itself on its sort of dominance or abilities in uh, developing space-faring technologies to actually not be able to get humans to space. And the Russians are the benefits of that. And uh, as we said recently, and as you mentioned just before, how will America have its space force, mm -hmm. another branch of the military? Mm -hmm. This has just been announced by the uh, Trump administration. How will that go if they don't have an ability to, if they're relying on the Russians to actually launch their well, soldiers? Relying they've on the got Russians pretty close so much well, they've got close relations with the Russians anyway, so maybe that's part of the plan. <laughs> maybe, yes. And, and look, finally, uh, I, I couldn't resist just mentioning the, uh, just running through some of the stats on selfie-related deaths worldwide. So people taking self, using selfies, selfie sticks and the like to take photos of themselves, well, some of them die. So the figures are from December 2013 to January 2017. 57 people have died of drowning. That's the most common way of uh, dying, taking a selfie. Uh, second is falling. 27 people have died in that period. 18 people crushed by trains. 18 gunshot deaths. Seven by electrocution. Six truck collisions. Four animal deaths. Three explosions. One motorcycle collision. And one hot water burn fatality. Mm. All happened while people were taking selfies. Oh, no. There you go. John, what have you got for us? 
Well, uh, Amazon, like many companies, are working on and actually have a working facial recognition system. And uh, we've sort of reported on the show before the concerns about facial recognition. On the one hand, yes, it's uh, it's great. It might um, identify somebody that's done the wrong thing uh, or has outstanding warrants or a dangerous person that needs to be caught. Uh, But the other hand, which is where the privacy issue is, is that it will probably, and there is a likelihood that it will identify a false positive. So someone that uh, may have similar characteristics but is not the person of interest. Right. Unfortunately, it will actually highlight those and maybe uh, flag uh, police uh, to investigate further. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, has found. They recently tested Amazon's facial recognition system and they said that the results were uh, not very good. They tested 535 members of Congress against 25,000 public mugshots. Right. And this is using uh, Amazon's recognition API. This is sort of a plug-in that you can use. Mm -hmm. And um, it said that none of the members... Uh, of Congress were in a uh, a mugshot lineup, but Amazon's system actually identified 28 false matches. So this meant that these members of Congress, there's 28 people had done nothing wrong. I mean, that maybe outside of <laughs> outside of what's visual, they've done something wrong. But right. in terms of you know mugshots, they were not the actual people in those mugshots. However, this facial recognition system you know, red flagged them. Mm-hmm. Now the reason this is. I guess a problem or, or news is particularly with the way that uh, law enforcement is going in future and, and sort of as it is now is that we do rely much more on technology to do the legwork. So, you know, we're starting to see a little bit of facial recognition and certainly cameras in the streets of Australia where it's identifying people and that might send a notification to the police to say, you need to follow this person up. Mm. The problem there is that if the confidence rate or if the the actual success rate of these is very low, then it's going to be stopping a number of people that have done nothing wrong. They're not people of interest. It just seems that there's a software error. Facial recognition problem is an error. The question is what can happen if they've been falsely identified, yeah. but then that somehow stays on their digital files. So particularly mm. in America where things seem to sort of stick mm. on their file. And mm. let's let's make the assumption that a police officer is getting out of their car and then they hear over the radio that this person that they're about to arrest or speak to has been in, at least asked some questions before about maybe a gun incident. But that was based on a purely false you know, recognition system that identified this person from a mugshot of someone that, that had a record. So this the, the concern is how will this facial recognition tie into someone's file yep. and will that then mean that the the police or anybody else will then, then have the wrong impression about this person and then could that lead into accidental shootings or other problems, even yeah. credit-related problems we're seeing in China, sure. for, for example, if you've yep. done the wrong thing, yep. then you get penalised. Yep. We're not suggesting that's a system that the US are bringing in or Australia is bringing in, but what does the future look like in 20, 30 years when this facial recognition technology is more integrated mm. and how do we assess it independently how mm. do you make sure that it is correct it it, it is a, a, a cry to basically say look we need to consider this more and maybe step back on the facial recognition or don't treat it with the importance maybe that, that we are putting on it at this moment in time mm. And just sort of following on from a story that you reported on a couple of weeks ago and, and what sort of everyone here in Australia is, is really talking about is the My Health Records and there there are concerns about this. I've opted out. I'm not 
comfortable with the my health record system. Mm. I think there are certain things that could be done much better for me to be involved. Mm. Uh, but the main concern is the fact that it's an opt-out system. So as it stands, mm. if you do not opt out by October, then you will automatically have this record. Yep. There are some people that are saying that they've already had the record, and I believe that's if you're admitted to hospital or there's, uh, you know, some, some other, people are already some, on it. Yeah, you've already part of six it. million people already got a that's health right. record. Yep. The reason that people should be concerned is the the value in the health records. Mm. So this is not necessarily new, but I think because it's topical, people should understand that credit cards get stolen all the time. And that could be someone that's, for example, in a restaurant that, that happens to get physically get your card and make a copy of it. Or it could be when you've entered your credit card information online and that's captured in a database or a man in the middle attack, for example. Now, when that those credit cards are sold, they're generally sold in bulk. You know, it's the deep dark web that, that they're sold and it might be 10,000 credit cards, 20,000, 100,000, whatever it is. Mm. And they tend to go for around about 25 cents per credit card. So nothing, absolutely nothing. Now, the reason that they're sort of not as valuable is that sometimes the data is old and it actually, once somebody realizes the card's been lost and they can cancel the card or then there's chargebacks, you know, as an example. The problem with medical records, such as the My Health record system, is that you can't change your records. The records are your records. This is your health. And this means that it's actually more um, valuable because if someone wanted to extort you or if they you know, wanted to publish some stories about you, that's where the value is. And it has been suggested, and this is an old story but uh, still relevant, it's been suggested that your electronic medical records could be worth $1,000 each to hackers. Mm. So this is where... It, it, when the system is a really very prime target, a much it, more valuable target than most other stuff that's out there as a database to hack into on the internet. Exactly. When people talk about the honeypot, this is what they're talking about. Mm. If um, if there's going to be millions of records that are available, mm. and that's an opt out system, mm. and and then people are just going to blindly sail through and just let it happen. Mm. If there's not a sufficient security, which we don't believe, mm. many people don't believe there is for these mm. My Health mm. records, mm. then it is expected that at some point in the future it will be hacked and then sold. And you wonder what sort of compensation the government might be prepared or might not be prepared to offer people. You know, I don't know what the fine print says. If you if you're on that system, do they sort of say, well, we'll do our best to make it secure, but if you do get hacked. It's it's your problem. Uh, look, well, I, I think it's it's going to be a mixture of finger pointing. It's mm. going to be um, well, the other party they set this up, or they did this, mm. or they did yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Then there'll be well, it was private enterprise that didn't secure it properly, and then the private enterprise will say, well, well what happened with the yeah, census? Exactly. Mm. So it'll be a lot of finger pointing. Then there might be a royal commission, and it'll the royal commission will probably after five years will result in saying. There should have been better protections in place. We're putting the call out now. There should be better protections in place now so mm. that there, we don't have these problems in a few years' time. Thanks for listening. And head to beyondinfinity.com.au for the best bits from the live show or to connect with us on social media. We welcome your feedback and suggestion for future shows.